Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi everyone, I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward who has over 10 years in the markets. Hello everyone. The podcast has a simple format which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week we're looking at SpaceX, EasyJet and Aston Martin. But first things first, Henry, how's your week been? So the week has actually been pretty, pretty good. We've had Australian strengths across the foreign exchange market. So that has been really, really good. And we've had some dollar weakness. So which means it's it's very easy to sort of predict the way Aussie US is going at the minute and it's only going in an upward direction. We have job data coming out Friday for non-farm payroll for any of the foreign exchange people out there. So that will have a massive bearing on what US is going to do. Is US dollar going to get stronger or weaker because of that? Now, on the opposite side of that, we have the likes of the NASDAQ, S&P and the FTSE who have continuously got stronger. The NASDAQ is already literally touching the previous high. So there's huge movement after happening in the last week. So yeah, most traders are very happy at the moment. Looking at our first topic, we're going to be talking about SpaceX. SpaceX has just sent two men into outer space. Tell us a little bit about SpaceX. First and foremost, how many times did you go out in the garden to see the rocket? I know I went out. Did you go <laughs> out, did you? Moment. Okay. Yeah, I went there about, went there about half eight, and then we went back out. 10.15, wasn't it? About, yeah, about 10.15. Did you sun. see it? <laughs> no, son, none of it, no. But like millions of people, yes, uh, we went out and had a look. Look, SpaceX is, is owned by billionaire Elon Musk. This is the beginning of a new era in which NASA will be purchasing transport services from the commercial sector. This is the first time this is ever happening. No more will they be operating at American vehicles that run from their station. It's now outsourced to the likes of SpaceX. And, and they seem to be getting going off from strength to strength. Why? Because Elon has a desire to get to space. And he has a project by 2024 to actually have an ecosystem on Mars that we can live up there. So, yeah, why not? Why not um, pair with someone who has a, a dream like that? By 2024, he wants to have an ecosystem in Mars where we can live up there. I mean, that is ambitious, even for Elon Musk. But remember, they've been, they've been doing this for quite a while now. This, this plan has been going on. If you look at the Mars 2024 project, is, um, it's actually on a Netflix documentary now as well. So before this has all happened. So it was actually it was quite funny because I was actually watching that. <laughs> well, this is obviously a great first step for SpaceX, and we all know that Elon Musk also owns the likes of Tesla and was one of the founders of PayPal. So Tesla is listed on the stock exchange, while SpaceX isn't. So is it likely that we'll see an IPO from them shortly? Elon wants this has his baby. Any money that was made out of PayPal has more or less been pumped into SpaceX. Elon himself doesn't have any plans to put it as, a, as an IPO. But if you look at the shareholders, they, their short-term goal is to get it IPO'd. So they are wanting to get SpaceX to a point where they are a publicly owned company. But that's, the, that's a short-term. And then the long-term goal is that they have massive disparities between us. Now, 
Although reports are suggesting SpaceX could spin off into Starlink satellites business, Musk has not given any thought to that. What would be a benefit of a company like SpaceX IPOing? And why would the shareholders be so keen to do that while Elon Musk isn't? Well, see, the idea of this is, and why they're so, why they'd be so interested in doing this is, is because it raises capital. As an investor, you have two, you have two goals. The first goal is to get the prototype up and running and get something sustainable. That's the first thing. Make sure it works. The second thing is to make it as profitable as possible. And this is what the uh, SpaceX have done. They've now brought NASA astronauts up there. So now everyone knows this works. Now all they have to do is now start making this profitable. Once they get that point then, then it's ripe for an IPO. What an IPO is an initial public offering, which means that people can actually buy it before it's listed. And then the day it's listed, then everyone can actually buy that publicly owned company rather than a privately. So a private, you have a stakeholder, investors that own it and no one else can. Whereas an IPO, that general members of the public, you and I can. That's why people will IPO is to generate huge amounts of cash. A similar company to SpaceX is Virgin Galactic, which is owned by Richard Branson that we've talked about previously. Has this news that SpaceX actually got into space and seemingly won the initial race at least, has that affected Virgin Galactic's share price at all? Well, if you look at Virgin Galactic's close price, it's actually 1704. If you look at the pre-market open, it's at 1840. Okay, so this looks like it's had a positive effect on the likes of Virgin Galactic. Now, I don't see massive reasons why it has why it has jumped, other than that all this hullabaloo about SpaceX, what they have done, people may be looking at trying to get in on board, and Virgin Galactic is IPO'd, whereas SpaceX hasn't been. We've been talking about Elon Musk, and uh, interestingly, he's actually the character that Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man was based on. He's got Tesla as his other multi-billion pound company, Good news with SpaceX, but has that transcended over to Tesla's shares as well? Well, a little bit like um, Virgin Galactic, that once you actually look at their share prices, that the pre-market looks like it's open at about 2% up. The, the beauty of this is, is that SpaceX has been watched by billions across the world. You are investing in the man himself. And anytime Elon puts his hand to stuff, it seems to turn to gold. PayPal, you have the likes of Tesla, now SpaceX. So there's a lot of people looking to get in there. And as we know that SpaceX is not IPO'd, you can't trade it. So then the next best thing is Tesla. So there will be a lot of people who will look to invest in Tesla just off the back of what's happened. Great. Well, let's move on to topic two now, which is EasyJet. They've seen their share price tumble due to the, obviously the ban on travel under the coronavirus lockdown rules. And it's likely EasyJet will actually be dropping out the FTSE 100. Now, to be fair, they have, there's a lot of people in that race, to be fair. If you look at AJ Bell, the likes of Just Eat, M&S and Sainsbury's, they're all in that race and there's loads more in there. Why is because they've all been massively affected by the, the coronavirus or COVID-19, uh, as it's known as. But that's what, that's what has happened to the market. Now, everyone looks at the likes of the shopping markets out there that they're all absolutely, everything's going off the shelves. But if we look, Sainsbury's and M&S are in that race as well as, as EasyJet. So there's a lot of front runners for that at the moment. So EasyJet actually only rejoined the FTSE in December. 
But seeing their value more than half in these past three months, it does look like the only direction is down for them. How does it actually affect a company dropping out of the FTSE? Well, this will have a huge impact on the numbers of investors who are looking at it because the FTSE 100 is one of the top indices. The money they will lose from people pulling their investments is, is unbelievable. And people who are investing will be no different because we all go to our different indices or indexes and that's where we shop. So me personally, I shop in the NASDAQ, S&P and the Dow and sometimes on the German. Whereas you will have people who will invest just on the likes of the FTSE 100. So which means then if you're not in that FTSE 100, the amount of eyes that are seen on you just by law of average, you will have less people looking at it which means that you will have less investments from stakeholders that are looking to invest their money or shareholders are trying to invest their money in something that has huge upside. And it just means that less people are going to see it. It's going to get less advertisement. You'll have less revenue. And that's, that's one of the big things. And this will cost EasyJet millions by just by falling out of this. In recent days, they have had some resurgence, at least, with news suggesting that they're going to start with limited flights from uh, June 15th. So share prices off the back of this news went from 500p to 720p at one point. So what are you looking for to, to know when it's actually a good investment time? Now, that's difficult to say because at the present moment in time, there are, there are flights being opened on the 15th of June. But as we know that airlines need 60% capacity to actually make money. Now, will they be using social distancing on the planes? And if they are, then you will have the middle seats that won't be used and so on and so forth. So this means then that the planes will be 40 to 50% full, which means they are running at a small loss, which means then it's still better than what is going on now at the minute that they're not running at all. Now, if we look at, and that's a little bit of fundamental news, but if we look at the technicals at the minute, we have a massive sideways market there at the minute. We have the high at 709 and then we have the low at, at 496 it's massively bouncing between those levels so we have a floor uh, which is a support and we have a resistance at the top which is a ceiling and it has to break out of one of those levels whether it's to the downside then i will start shorting it if it breaks the upside then there's a possibly a buy in there but also we have to make sure the fundamentals works in our favor that the easy jets have cut their, their dead weight they are actually up and running they are running at a small loss, but potentially they're mitigating that risk by selling people stuff on the flights, by upselling people on something else, charging you more for your baggage going on the airplane. Now, nobody wants that, but as a shareholder, I want the stock to go up. That's exactly what I want to see happening. So are you long or short EasyJet? See, at the present moment, I am. I needed to break out one way or the other. And whichever way it breaks out, then I will be looking to go in that direction. So the, the, the probability is that we're probably at a, a low. And with investment and with stuff that will come in, it'll probably slowly, gradually go up. But it's one of these investments that will be over six months or a year. It won't be a quick in and out. Okay, well, let's move on to our last topic then, which is Aston Martin. So Aston Martin's share price has crashed from the 175 mark to a low of 27 before doubling again up to 55p following the announcement that their chief exec, Andy Palmer, was uh, to be sacked last week. So the Aston Martin brand is always synonymous with the likes of the James Bond movies and other glamorous events. As such an icon, surely it can't go under. And 
if he can't go under, surely getting in now when the share price is so low is a good opportunity. That's famous last words. <laughs> um, that, 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 is, that is famous last words of What's every it? trader that was ever in a bad position and it was more out of hope than actual trading now hoping for it to turn around. <laughs> isn't it uh, too big to fail, isn't that the, uh, the classic line? Uh, has anyone ever heard of Rolls-Royce? Yes, we have, haven't we? That went bust in 1971, went into liquidation. Even more recently, we've heard of Thomas Cook. Thomas Cook was too big to go bust as well, but these companies continuously go into administration. Why? Because there's not the supply and demand is not there anymore. The overhead running costs of these companies. So a lot of these companies have mass production. They get the conveyor belts and they, they mass reduce stuff. Now with the likes of these luxury cars, they can't really mass produce. Why? Because they're luxury, they're tailored, and that's why the price is so high. But at the present moment in time, with coronavirus, no one is actually buying these luxury cars, which means then that then there's a knock-on effect that the cost of building them then means that there's no supply and demands, which means then you have no revenue coming in. As you correctly said there, that the prices have actually popped up to 55 pence per share, that is all down to Tobias Moores, who's come in, who is a, a CEO, and he's had some huge upturns and profits in the companies that he's been in. But it all comes down to what he can do, how he can turn the ship, how he can implement his ideas. And if he can pull them off, then there is an awful lot of upside on this, on this stock, if he can do it. But you also have that little downside that this could go into administration, this could go bust, this could disappear off the face of the earth as well, yes. Looking to turn the tide is uh, the billionaire Lawrence Stroll, who came in earlier this year buying a 20% stake in the company. Um, he also actually owns Racing Point F1, which I understand is going to be rebranded Aston Martin F1 in 2021. Um, so what's some of the things that he's hoping to carry out to change Aston's fortunes? See, the first thing that anyone comes in is to raise money. And that's the, that's the first reason anyone has come in. So what they've done is they've raised 536 million in capital. All right. So that's the first thing they've done. So they now have some money to actually invest in key areas. Now, also what's badly needed is and when a new CEO or a new investor comes in, what to do is they start cutting dead weight making those hard calls, getting rid of the departments that don't actually generate money. And yes, they're all nice to have, but get rid of them because we're not making money. We can't afford to actually keep paying them. And then once the company starts becoming profitable, then you start bringing in those guys again. Um, I'm a big Aston Martin fan, so I hope they can turn it around. But I guess it's, we'll have to wait and see if these new measures um, are, are impactful. I think one of the things that they're hoping is that their new SUV, which has just been launched, will turn the company around. Yes, this, this could be a huge one for them. On the branding side as well, they're obviously closely associated with the James Bond movies. Um, so the, the latest Bond movie was actually penciled to be this summer. I think it's been slightly delayed, but apparently that has a massive impact on sales, especially in the US and China for Aston Martins. So again, it'll be interesting to see if that has the desired effect. People underestimate the, the branding. You have fast cars, you have sexiness you have james bond there that that epitomizes cool personified and his go-to car is aston martin and you know what i mean that's huge that is every little kid when they're growing up wants to be associated with the likes of james bond and yes as you go older you get into your midlife crisis and stuff like that there what do you go out and do you can buy a nice fast car and that's that's what people do why not aston martin <laughs> 
So is Aston one of the, uh, the hot share tips for this week? The thing is, is that Aston Martin, you have to delve into their, what they're doing. You have to look bro- closely into the billionaire, um, Lawrence, who is after putting the money in, and also into Tobias, what they are doing with the company. Because what happens is, there's a, there's a saying in the market, dead cat bounce, that just before you die, you also have that sport of life, is that they have this little bounce up first. And then we don't know whether that's a dead cat bounce and then it's going to continue off and go into administration, or is that the shoots of revival? So that is one thing that's after happening at the minute. So you have to go into, to look into what these guys have done previously, what plans they have in place, and then go from there, and then take a little bit of a punt. Now, when I say a punt, risk 1% of your accounts. Don't risk any more. Well, Lawrence Stroll's background is in retail. He was an early investor in the likes of um, Michael Kors, Tommy Hilfiger, and others. Obviously, they've turned out to do rather well. So uh, he'll be hoping to have that same touch with Aston Martin. Um, but we will see, and we'll keep everyone updated. So that's, that wraps up um, our top three topics of the week. Um, before we end the podcast, is there any other sectors that listeners should be keeping an eye on? Well, the obvious one is the US indices. So we have the likes of NASDAQ getting very, very close and all-time high. If you want to look for a little better risk to reward, you go on to the likes of the S&P. But if you look at the German index, there is huge upside on the likes of that. This is looking like it is, is shooting the first signs of recovery. Now, and also on the Aussie 200, I've literally just got into a trade myself on the four hour and the Aussie 200. It's come back to a huge support and resistance level. It's retested it and I've just taken taking that trade there long. Now this is both of those trades that, well that trade would be a long term. So we're looking for this to massively recover and I could be in that for anything between a week to six months. That's the kind of things that I'm looking at the minute. But if you're into a Forex side, you want to continue looking at dollar weakness because we can see with this furlough scheme, with everything like that, we can see jobs data getting any better in the likes of the US. And with the likes of the cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin hasn't really moved in the last week or two. It's trying to break that 10,000. And anyone who has done any of my education, we are starting to get a wedge shape pattern just at that $10,000. And generally when that happens, we're going to get a spike one way or the other. So it's looking more likely to be downside the longer it stays at that 10,000 mark. But there's things that if you jump on my education, you will see. But that's what I'll be looking at over the next week or so. Thanks for that. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. We hope you've all enjoyed listening. You've mentioned your courses. And so how can people learn more about those? Well, If you go on to um, the eToro trading school, you will actually see my webinars. You will see the podcast. You will see all the stuff we have there for learnings and just register for some of them. You actually have the Tuesday webinars, which are three topics that we'll potentially go through. And then after that next half an hour, it's all Q&A. So asking you guys, what do you want to go through? Or you can actually jump onto my training courses, which are part one, two, and three. And they're from 2.30 to 4 o'clock every for three days. So each topic is different. So don't miss any of the topics. Now you can watch them on demand, so you don't actually have to be there live but I would recommend you watch them live. Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Henry, and we will chat next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.